And welcome to another edition of Sassy Nation on this snowy Friday morning, February 19th. I hate saying that. I love saying it's Friday, but I hate saying the S word, snow. I'm sick of it. Like if we only had like that one storm where it snowed like 24 inches, fine. I'd be okay with it because we would have one storm and it would be done. And that stupid tease we had <laughs> on Tuesday where it cleared up and then it was 51 degrees and it was beautiful out. I was like, oh, shit, it was like 55 almost by me. It was beautiful out. Oh, thank you. Lord help me. Okay. So yesterday was the Sassy Show, which I actually did my first preview of the Sassy Show on um, the Sassy Productions INC Facebook page, FYI. So I don't know where I'm gonna put my preview for this, but I think I'm gonna have it as a paid preview. So if you wanna know, that, if you wanna have like a preview of what I'm gonna talk about here on Sassy Nation, I'm gonna give people, um, I'm gonna give people not only a preview, but then access to chat with me and have that included in the podcast. Um, you know, access to some social media tips before other people get them, which means you can be on my email list and I can email you my blog post before I put, put, put it out there, you know, blog it out. Um, or you could actually be mentioned in my blog post as a sponsor. So if you have a business or something and you want me to promote you, I think, I can do that very well. And I can do that for a small fee. So I'm putting that together right now. So my preview for this show will be a paid preview. And it's gonna be a small fee. I'm I'm not one like, you know, where people go for for $9.99, this is what you get, and you don't really get that. Um, there's no need to charge that much money um, for access to podcasts and emails and blogs and all this kind of stuff. I think people, um, they overprice that stuff. Especially if you see like the written content that's out it, like, like The Athletic. Right now I'm getting it because I'm paying a dollar a month. Once it goes up, I'm not getting it because first of all, it's impossible to access right now for me to access The Athletic. The athletic. I'm paying you a dollar. I should freaking be able to read the freaking articles I should without having trouble signing in. Like it constantly keeps telling me to sign in. So we'll say. Um, and I really don't find that the content that I'm paying for is really worth it for, you know, a dollar, sure. But if I'm only going to read articles on the Jets, or I'm only going to read articles on the New York Rangers, and I'm not really reading anything else, why am I paying you? Like to me, if I'm going to pay for a service, I want that service to be exceptional. So I'm putting that together for this. It's going to be exceptional because I know just how important that is to people. Okay. Well, just a little insight on that. Like my sassy show that I do on Thursdays, that preview is going to be free. It's only going to be like a five-minute preview anyway. Um, under five minutes, which is cool. So what did I talk about yesterday? I'm going to somehow finish talking about it today. Okay. 
So let's see. Let me see. What do I want to start with? Dun, 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 well, I can tell you this. Well, let's start with the media on Twitter. Because yesterday I was talking about this. The hashtag that was trending yesterday on Twitter was delete Facebook. Because Facebook is blocking the news from appearing on its platform in Australia. I actually like that. I don't think we should be reading news on social media. I think the media has taken way too advantage. They have taken advantage in multiple ways of the of people and and of social media because if you think about it, people click on a link to go then to their website to then read the stupid little tiny little article or watch the video of them you know, reporting the news, right? It's really not, I really don't want to click on things to go read news. And sometimes they're only going to tell you it in a certain way that goes with the media's agenda. Because don't forget, everybody has an agenda. Whether it's a media company, it's an athlete, it's a blogger, whoever it is, everybody has intentions. Everybody has an agenda. And on Twitter, I always find it's a lot, it's more, it, it's more stuff that's untrue on Twitter that's retweeted than anything else. And I call them social media warriors because, you know, they feel like they're, they're helping the world out, you know, one tweet at a time. And they're really not. So, yeah, and then let's talk about sports on Twitter, the sports writers, sports writers, the beat writers, people on sports networks, they tweet out stupid crap all the time that's not true. Rumors that they have no idea of their rumors because then they have to use the word our sources and anybody can, I can use that term. You know, I should actually try that. I think I'm actually going to tweet something and go, my source tells me such and such is going to happen. Yeah, I don't want to have the negative uh, feedback from that, though. But literally, I can, I can tell you this, ready? My sources tell me it's going to be spring four weeks from today. The weather, it's going to change. We're going to all have spring four weeks from today, my sources. That's literally how stupid it is. And like people making predictions and who's going to be the starting quarterback quarterbacks for each team, please, you have no, like they have no idea what's going to happen in the draft. Okay. No one can tell you who, no one is going to be a hundred percent accurate with their predictions for the draft. The only thing that maybe people can predict is who's going number one. After that, Nobody knows nothing. And I wish people would stop retweeting and commenting and, you know, talking up to these guys because that's what this is what they love. See, they know that they get attention on Twitter. And even these NFL scouts, first of all, Matt Miller, please. He thought Christian Hackenberg was going to be a legit quarterback. Um, is he playing football? And half of like these NFL scouts, 
I laugh at them on Twitter. I'll leave it at that. I laugh at them on Twitter. And I laugh at these guys from ESPN all the time because, like, these guys know nothing. And and half the beat writers know nothing either. And that goes with the Jets, especially. See, now here's the thing with the Jets. One, it pisses me off that every single beat writer, sports writer, sports guy on TV has something against Sam Darnold. So, and it pisses me off. Because I'm like, why, what do you have against Sam Darnold? Like, why do the Jets have to trade him and get another quarterback? There's no reason on this green earth why they need to do that. And then it dawned on me. Wanna know why? Because Sam Darnold's success scares the shit out of them because then that means the Jets will be good. And if the Jets are good, that means they can't be the butt joke anymore. Because think about it, the media makes fun of the Jets all the time. When you become competition, that scares people. And that's good, that scares the shit out of them because they don't want the Jets to be good. They don't want the Jets to compete. They don't want the Jets to win. The media is always against the Jets. And they see how talented Sam Darnold is. They know he has ability. They know he has talent. They know he has leadership skills and qualities. That's why. That's why they don't want him to succeed with the Jets. And they're hoping by, by pushing this narrative on Twitter, it's going to force Joe Douglas to trade him. Hopefully, Joe Douglas is smart. I think he's smart, first of all, but smarter to not give in to that stupid game and keep Sam Darnold on this team because that's where he belongs. He, I mean, I like the new coach. I like his attitude. I like what he said in the past. If you, if you kind of missed what he said in the past, I have, I did post it, I think, on my Facebook page, on my Instagram page. Let me see if I can find it. Yes. So he, the new coach, I, I, I apologize for saying last names because I suck at them. But Robert Saley, is that how I say his name? Saley? Okay. Number one, ignore the noise, trust the process. Two, do what you love and love what you do with enthusiasm and passion. Three, this profession is hard. Dominate the things you, can, you have control over. For ready versus prepared, there's a difference. <laughs> yes, prepare for everything. Five, the three most dangerous words, I got it. You must approach each day with humility to get better. Six, the NFL is a precision league. Each, every detail matters. Seven, stay true to yourself, be authentic. Eight, relationships matter, seek accountability. Nine, put together the right team, create an identity. 10, invest in your team, make everybody around you better. Now, I'm gonna go with number 10. Invest in your team, make everybody around you better. That's what Joe Douglas needs to do right now is build around Sam Darnold. I've said it since last year. You need to build a team around him. Can you just imagine how freaking ass successful he's going to be when he has a team around him? And he has people who want him to win. 
and not only win, but succeed. And again, that's what the media is afraid of. The media is scared shit of Robert Saley, Joe Douglas, keeping Sam Darnold here with the Jets and having them succeed. Because they don't want them to succeed. Think about it. Now, while we're on the topic of Sam Darnold, I thought I'd mention, again from yesterday's show, how fascinated I am with Jordan Palmer um, and Carson Palmer, the brothers. Because, you know, so Carson, his career statistics, ready? 6,307 passing attempts. Passing completions, 3,941. Completion percentage, 62.5. Touchdowns to interceptions, 294 to 187. Passing yards, 46,247. Passer rating, 87.9%. Not bad. (laughs) Not bad. Right? And then, of course, then you had Jordan. Career. He played five games. Passing. Completion to attempts 11 to 18. Percentage, 61.1. Yards, 66. So then, like, you know, and he's, you know, this big quarterback coach. You know, who we all know he's Sam Donald's coach. But, you know, he does this thing where he tries to build a sense of community because he says it's arguably important as tweeting, tweaking mechanics. And it's during the offseason he does this. So my question is, well, first of all, it fascinates me that he can develop quarterbacks and he never developed himself as a quarterback. So I'm like thinking to myself, how come he never really worked on himself? Because working on yourself to me is so important before you can attempt to work on other people. But what, and that, uh, and this whole fascination thing, um, this whole fascination thing is also what fascinates me is the fact that people always say stuff like, you know, like when you have quote unquote, no experience, you don't have a lot to offer, but a lot of times you have a lot more to offer from sitting back and being an observer, because that's what I'm going to say that Jordan was. Jordan was the the quarterback that sat on the bench that observed things. Carson was the one that played and experienced it that way. He experienced by doing. Jordan experienced by watching. And I kind of feel that you have, you gain more from watching because you can then see what to do and what not to do. Whereas when you're in the middle of doing it, you're just doing it and running through the motions. Um, you know, it's the same thing for like people who who say, well, you really shouldn't give relationship advice because you're not in a relationship and you're not married. And I laugh at that because I have a lot to teach you about dating and what to do and what not to do and how to have good relationships. It's just because I'm not married doesn't mean that I don't have something to bring to the table. And if you read my book, Hello, Love, Where's Cute with the second edition, 
I laid it out for you. I used, I think, six relationships, past relationships of mine, six of them. And the things that I know that I did wrong in them, which A, I took accountability. Didn't I didn't just blame him. It wasn't just his fault. See, relationships are two people. It's 50% him and 50% me. That's how you make a relationship work. The two people have to work on it together. So, and I broke that down. If you want to read it, you can read it. Go right ahead. Um, it actually, I actually got, um, it was actually up for best book of the year in 2016, by the way. Um, but my blog series, I just started. So I just started my blog series on the preview for the follow-up book called Relationship Impossible. And I put that in the, and I put that in the blog post. Um, but it's the same thing. And it's also like the same thing, like when, you hire somebody for the first time that doesn't have that much experience. And you're always wondering what they bring to the table. My only thing with Jordan Palmer is though, why would he only be worried about coaching these quarterbacks during the off season? Because like, did he ever call up Sam Darnold during the year and go, um, yeah, like that pass you through and I, I'm just gonna make up a game. That, that game against the Raiders, you, you know, you threw it flat footed. Because he does that a lot, though. You know, that's one of the things, hopefully, they're going to work on is him throwing and not being so flat-footed. Uh, but, like, does he call these guys off during the year? And I understand, like, you know, he wants it's, it's community, not competition. But in the same sense, it is competition, Jordan. They're competing against each other during the season to get to the Super Bowl. They are competing. I get the fact that he wants a community. It's always going to be a community because the NFL is its own central community. Just like I'm a cheerleading coach, all, all the high school coaches in my section, section one, all of us are a community. We have meetings, we talk to each other, we try to help each other out, but we're also, but we're competing against each other. I'm not going to give them my secret tips as to how I get my team to, you know, do a certain stunt. I'm not going to tell them that. I'll help them if they need certain help and they have any questions or whatever, and we, we do that kind of stuff, but we compete against each other. Yes, there's a sense of community, but you also have to realize it's more of a competition than anything else, and especially for Sam Darnold. Hello? Knock, knock, Jordan. He, you know, he, he was competing to stay with the Jets. Thank God they didn't get the first pick. Can you just imagine they had the first pick of the draft this year? It's all in the air. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. And I think Jordan did say that Sam Darnold was better than Trevor Lawrence. And I think he said that he'd take Sam Darnold over any other quarterback out there. But yet he's coaching Trevor Lawrence and he coached him for his senior day. So here's my thing. He's paid to say how great they all are, I'm not. So when I tell you that I think Sam Donald is fucking awesome, I, I'm saying that from my heart and my, and the bottom of my toes, all the way down to my toes, <laughs> all the way down to my toes. I think he's fucking awesome. I think he's very talented. And I will say this, I still think Trevor Lawrence is overhyped. Sorry, but not sorry. I think he's overhyped. And you know what? You can thank all the fucking ESPN guys and the 
beat writers and the sports journalists and the stupid NFL scouts on Twitter for that because they overhyped this guy. I feel bad for him, actually. I feel really bad for Trevor because he's so overhyped and, he, and there's so much hype around him. He has so much to live up to, so much expectation. That's hard for a kid. I don't even know how old he is. Maybe he's not a kid anymore. If you're over 21, you're not a kid anymore. If you're under 21, you're still a kid. So if he's 19 or 20, he's still a kid. If he's 21, 22, he's no longer a kid. And I'll say this, in my dating world, <laughs> anyone over 22 is dating material. <laughs> so I'll put that out there. Because in my book, I did date a 23-year-old and I have that in my uh, story. So, but that's beside the point. I'm just putting it out there. Like, I hate when people call. I'm thinking about like when I was 22, 23, even when I was 24, and people were like, oh, you're such a, you're still a young kid. Uh, no, I'm not a freaking kid anymore. Okay, I'm an adult. Stop calling me kid. And I hate when people call like them kids. They're not kids. If you're under 21, you're a kid. So if you're 19, 20, and you're coming into the league, you're still a kid. Once you are legal of legal age to drink, you are now really should be seen as an adult, not a kid. I don't know if that bothers anybody else, but that bothers me. All right. Um, you know, and so the NFL is really just, it's very interesting. It's just interesting to me. Um, how come I can't delete this stupid thing? All right, well, I'll delete it from there. Um, oh, I know why. Thank you, delete. Okay. I'm still learning how to use this iPad. Oh my God. It's so nice though, really. It's different than when I use my iTouch. So I've been using like iTouches and I have like my laptop that, that touch screen and stuff. It's very, very interesting. Just interesting. I just thought I'd share that. Interesting. Anyhow, what else are we gonna talk about? Um, oh yes, I have my Jets video out there too. You know, making fun of Jets fans because this is basically, and what I said in the video is actually accurate. It's on Twitter. It's pinned to the top of my profile if you want to look at it. I have it on Instagram. I think I put it on Facebook. It's on Facebook, but it's on in the Jets groups on Facebook. Uh, you know, it's basically making fun of them because every year it's the same shit. Oh my God, we need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We need to get a quarterback. Oh, we can get this one. We can get that one. Oh no, forget that one. And making fun of them. So. Because, you know, it's true. It's true. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, here. So this woman in this group that I'm in posts this picture. If you are a single, successful female entrepreneur, what's the number one reason you are not in a relationship? So I'm reading the answers because I'm writing my book. So I had to add, I added my thing to it. So here's my thing. When a man is hopping back and forth between two females, he always picks the weak-minded one, but the whole time he will hate it there, wishing that the strong-minded one accepted his bullshit. He's too weak for a real one. Strong women scare weak men. Mm-hmm, and it's true. Because men do not like the fact that women are evolving anymore. Like we're really evolving. 
and you know it's just weird but that's life really in, in itself lately like I was I would say that strong women in the past one two three four or five years have really involved and empowered each other um I'm just trying to see what other people have said in this group I like what she said um <laughs> this one was like okay oh you see women today are involving tremendously today we can create a life in our own terms the times when we needed men to go hunt and fish for family are gone. The times where we needed to have descendants are gone. To re reproduce also, we needed to increase population back then. Let's step into this new reality. As a married woman in a mature, stable relation, I can affirm that men can't provide us the happiness we want, that it's an internal work. Women today have ha can have an amazing life without a man, or she can have a toy companion when she required so about connection okay many amazing and strong women don't want to give up their amazing life and freedom for the title of marriage because not no not one of us are value the same things and we don't need to be put in the same basket anymore true kind of true but not so here is the thing that i posted on instagram someone will talk about this because it's very interesting so I posted it. Okay. The most beautiful part to loving a guarded girl is this. When she lets you in, it's not because she needs you. She stopped needing people long ago. It's because she wants you. If a girl wants you, that's powerful. Because in this day and age, women don't need men. We want men. And we want a man, not a boy. Like, we don't want to be a plaything anymore. I think the way that dating apps have evolved, it makes men think that we're toys that we can be played with. That you can pick whichever toy you want to play with for that evening, and then you're done with them, and you put them away, and you get another toy out. And that's just not the way that it works. Really, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Because here's this is the boy's logic of today. When you like a girl, do nothing. Do nothing about it. Expect her to magically know. Make the first move. And then deny that you like her. Basically, that's how relationships go. Boys have crushes on these girls. They're afraid to ask them out because they don't want to be rejected. So they, they think that the girl's going to magically know that they're into them. Then the girl eventually asks them out on a date. They then deny that they like her. And they play these stupid games. The game part is like the stupid part. But here's also a thing that guys have to understand. If she has a job, her own car, pays her own bills, manages to live comfortably before she meets you, understand she wants loyalty not your money. She's not using you for your money because she can finance herself. That's scary to a guy, though, too. You know, all these guys post all this stupid shit, and I see it. 
you know, I see it like this one. Some people will only love you as much as they can use you. Their loyalty ends where the benefit stops. Not all the time. See, I think guys confuse love with loyalty. Loyalty with love. There's a lot of different, there's a, there's a difference between the two of them too. But both of them in a relationship go hand in hand. If you really love someone, you're loyal to just them. Uh, a lot of times. So, you know, and I'll say this. Some will lie on you. Some will misjudge you. Some will try to assassinate your character. No matter what the intention is, you can't let them change who you are. You have to keep living and you have to keep loving. A lot of times we misjudge someone because we're trying to figure who they are. They're trying to figure them out by what they post. Oh, that's a mixed message. Not necessarily. Sometimes I post things because they're interesting. I don't necessarily post them because they're about me or they're about somebody else or I'm trying to send a message to somebody else. Sometimes I do. But you know, you'll never know when I'm, when I'm doing that though. You know, patience. Be patient. Patience is also preparation. It's the action before the act. I pray for patience. I ask God all the time for patience because I need patience. I, you know, that's why patience is a heart is a virtue because it's hard to wait, but the wait is always worth it. And like they said, you know, it's a process. Life is a process. Um. So I have some really good other stuff on my on my um. Facebook. Oh, and also this too. So I posted this video. Okay. So I posted this video. I only said this forever. And it was funny. I posted it around Valentine's Day. Because there's a difference between keeping your relationship private and keeping your relationship secret. And a lot of girls need to know that too now. Because a lot of women need to know that. If a guy, especially athletes, because let's just let's just talk about them for a second, because this is perfect for them. If you notice, you'll know which athlete is single by how by what he posts. If he's posting his siblings all the time and he's posting, you know, his dog, because most of them have dogs, posting his dog all the time or his cat, or he's posting about working out, or he's posting about going to the game, or he's posting his music, whatever he's posting, right? And he's not posting about a female. There's no post with a female in it, other than it's maybe his sister, right? You're going to assume he's single. But see, they do that on purpose. That's how these athletes get to cheat on their significant others. Because they use that bullshit line, oh, nobody, I don't want anybody in my business. This is my private life. I don't need people to know what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. Those are excuses to cheat. So during Valentine's Day, it was really, it was, it was, I was ecstatic to see some of them actually post like their fiancés, their girlfriends, their wives, like let people know, let the secrecy end. But I will tell you this, if a guy refuses to post anything on social media, 
about you and you're dating him, he's obviously telling you that because he doesn't want his wife to find out or his girlfriend to find out he's cheating. That, that's what that means. Without a doubt, that's what that means. So if you want to check out my Instagram, it's sassygirlpr7. I have some really cool stuff. And I will also just say one thing that I said yesterday, and then I'm done for the show for today. Okay. I'm going to go to my post and say it. Okay. Especially for entrepreneurs. Okay. When you're, when you're working towards a dream, it's going to start off silent. But you have no idea how many people are watching you just because they don't like, they don't share, they don't comment on your social media posts does not mean they're not watching you. People watch you more than you think that they do. People you know, ghost you, people spy on you, people stalk you on social media. Why? Because you've caught their attention. Once you get someone's attention, that's all you need. That's all you need. So I'm going to tell you this. Views are more important than likes. Shares are still important, yes. But they're not as important anymore as views. Views take the cake. So when you're doing reels, for example, you want to get you want to get people to watch you. Now, some of these videos I have, I have, I have like you know over a thousand views, and I have over two thousand views, and I almost almost have three thousand views on another one on reels. Views are important, and even on Twitter, I have I have people who stalk me on Twitter all the time. So, just because they're not commenting, or liking, or retweeting, means absolutely nothing in the scheme of things. I'm also going to do a contest using my Clubhouse app. It's for elite people, you know? So elite people have like the Clubhouse app and stuff and it's by invite only. I think I have three invites. I know I have two, but I think they gave me three more. And I'm going to I'm going to give those away through um, a giveaway. That's coming up soon too. I have that giveaway. I'm going to have a different giveaway coming up. I have a new business venture that I'm getting involved in. I have my book coming out. My business is shifting. Shifting, I like using the word shifting or pivoting. I don't like to use the word rebranding because you really don't wanna brand yourself. What you wanna do is have an identity, not a brand. So we, I can talk about that next time too. And oh, FYI, for all those who love YouTube, YouTube in probably the middle of March, is going to release their version of TikTok called Shorts. Very interesting. It's going to be 15 seconds. They're going to start with a 15-second video like Instagram did, and then maybe add 30 up to 30 seconds of video. So we'll see how that goes. So have a great weekend. If you're in Texas, I am saying prayers for you. I feel so bad for you guys out there. Um, stay strong. You know, you guys are going to get 70 degrees next week. So hopefully it thaws everything out for you guys. Um, and we're going to get about 50 degrees up here in New York next week. So we're hanging in there with winter. It's almost over. 
Next season's going to be better. Don't worry. It's coming. And thanks for listening.